I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to Text Message, the UK-focused technology podcast with me, Nate Langson. And me, Big Stretch. I mean, Ian Morris. He's there. He's back. I learned a lot last week doing the podcast on my own, and the biggest lesson is you don't need it to last the same amount of time when you have to say twice as much. Yes, I would say um, it would be very, very long if you did it on your own. I mean, there must be people that do podcasts on their own. Well, there are, but it's just that I realised when I was doing last week solo, which went out to the patrons, um, that... I didn't need to be. I didn't. Need, we didn't need to fill the forty-five minutes that you and I ordinarily no. fill. I only really need to speak for twenty minutes. So a lot of the yeah. filler that was there deliberately <laughs> was actually unnecessary. And, uh, and by filler, do you mean my contribution to this show on a weekly basis? No, it's just you know, it's, there's some very nice comments and some constructive criticism. Um, and I think the takeaway was um, you don't need to fill all the empty space with stuff that ordinarily Ian would stop you saying. And it's a very good point, <laughs> even though it was there deliberately. <laughs> so, oh, brilliant! I think in future it would be different, but uh, I hope you enjoyed it for for most of most of that. Not most of it from my wife. My wife. It wasn't all from my her. wife. Anyway, no. We we are back, and I wanted to point out a news story before we actually get into the news itself. Because are you pre-newsing us? I am pre-newsing. Yeah, this is okay. this is this is pre-news. This is PN text no neither of those words begin with t or anyway point is um there was a big kerfuffle a big hoo-ha a big brouhaha at the airports in the uk this week because the e-gates yeah the e-gates um they stopped working across basically all major airports in britain these are the ones where you don't have a person to check your passport you just sort of scan the passport and it lets you through and I got a bit of a um, an early look at the problems that these gates can cause because when I was flying back in from the States the other day, I got trapped in one of these. Like, I went into oh, one. Oh, gates it opened. thought you were a crimo. No, the, it lost the power. So I got oh. in and the door shut behind me and then the power went off and I couldn't get oh. out. On either side, you know, whether 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 I was a criminal trying to escape or uh, as I was a regular person just trying to go home because I was tired. And um, it took about five minutes for somebody to come and, and someone let me get out. Get you out. Yeah. Right. Did they was, then do a manual passport check on you or were you yeah. free to go? Yeah. Okay. No, they just they just checked and, and just waved me on my way. Because um, at that point, when you're in the, in between those two gates, you actually don't exist anymore. That's like the legal definite, you know, you no longer exist. Yeah. I felt like Tom so, Hanks in the terminal. Yeah. You but, might have to um, sleep there forever. It would have been a horrible place to sleep because it's not very roomy, that, that, no. that place. Not very roomy. Not so um, anyway, apparently as of Saturday evening, they've fixed these e-gates, but you should have seen the pictures of some of these queues. I mean, oh, I thought it was bad getting through you know, JFK Airport, which is about as pleasant as having your ears syringed. In fact, 
based on the conversation we had before this show started in earnest, I'd say um, having my ears syringed was significantly more fun than going through JFK, but uh, coming through Heathrow... Isn't JFK um, massively improved now? Haven't they just spent a lot of money on it? Not the bits I go through. JFK. I mean, there's literally no seats until you get through security, for one thing. Anyway, this isn't about JFK. Yeah, I mean... uh, yeah, these are is, these are these are lines that are never fun to be in, no matter what. No. That's why I always used to really hightail it off the plane if I was going for to America. Like I would be, I would work quite hard to be first off the plane if at all possible, because um, you just do not want to be waiting. No, it's a big wait. So they fixed it. We don't know what the problem was. I'm sure we'll find out this big week. But uh, wait. Hopefully, you didn't uh, you didn't get caught up in those. Or if you did, I hope you had a podcast with you. Yeah. Let's talk about actual news. Rail users. We've talked about planes. We're going to talk about trains now. Maybe automobiles next. Although, um, spoiler alert, we're not. Rail users could apparently lose access to that beloved service of free (laughs) Wi-Fi. Don't use it. Never will. On trains in England as part of some cost cuts that the government said it's doing because Wi-Fi is basically a low priority for passengers. Uh, the DFT, the Department for Transport, said that cost pressures means it's going to have to review whether the Wi-Fi it offers on trains delivers the best possible value for money. Most operators now didn't realise this, but almost all of them op- offer free Wi-Fi as standard on, um, on trains. What do they do? Charlotte. To gather all your information up. Charlotte in that's really not how it works. Charlotte in the live <laughs> chat says it never works. It's very true. I, I've rarely had it work, but then I've also rarely used it. Um, Transport Focus, which is a passenger watchdog, said that people were more concerned about the value of money, value for money, and reliability and punctuality of their trains than they were the free Wi-Fi. Um, and similarly, the DFT I think says, well, people are on short, short journeys; they don't really need Wi-Fi because we've all got mobile data that's really cheap. So no one's using it anyway. So yeah, what's, I mean that's that's so true. I wouldn't use, I wouldn't use it if if it was a lot. In fact, on my journey in O2 is surprisingly awful. I mean, I say surprisingly, it's awful. Um, <clears throat> there are lots of spots on the train route I get into London that are essentially not not spots. I um, even tweeted an image of my O2 phone being on edge, Nate. Oh, I saw edge. Yeah. The edge is I mean, fine. What what year is this? Anyway, so I, I I'm actually a prime candidate for Wi-Fi, but I, I will not go through that sign up process and yield all of my personal information. Mm-hmm. Uh, so no, uh, I don't use it. Well, and if it reduced not... prices, which it won't, I would uh, be very happy. Or reduce price to from free to they pay you to use it no, presumably no 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 reduce the price of a train ticket because it costs me oh. 25 pounds a day to go into london yeah in fact it costs more that's than a- that because i also have to use the tube so um yeah so i mean that's a ridiculous sum of money on a daily basis isn't it john says in the live chat uh, best wi-fi i ever used was the york line after upgrading to first class free food and drink too worked out that it was cheaper than just paying for faster wi-fi in standard class which <laughs> yeah. is I mean- if anything brilliant that's great yeah and you'll often get those offers on the day if first class isn't busy they'll usually take like a fiver or a tenner off you and um let you go up uh yeah. sometimes at least and it's well worth it yeah tea you can um, drink them out of tea 
I noticed there was a quote in the BBC story that we're uh, that I first saw this uh, this on from a guy called Christian Walmart who does a podcast and reported on this uh, this DFT stuff about Wi-Fi and he said. Passengers needed the reliability of train Wi-Fi, especially on longer journeys. Here's a quote. People expect to be able to use Wi-Fi on a train in the same way they would use a toilet. Ian, Um, have you ever used Wi-Fi in the same way as you use a toilet? Uh, No, I don't believe so. Um, Because uh, when I need a loo... Mm. Uh, I would consider that a matter of life or death, potentially. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't consider Wi-Fi, even though I am, you know, a permanently online sort of person. I I don't consider Wi-Fi to be life or death usually. I, um, I suppose there are some people who sit on trains and um, excrete absolute nonsense onto the internet. Yes, onto the internet true. over Wi-Fi. I suppose that would be similar. Um, but I'm not. I'm not buying it. The thing is, here I just Wi-Fi. These these trains have had Wi-Fi for for years, and and presumably the trains need them, and the staff need them, and they have to use them for things like the payments terminals. So they're going to have to upgrade the equipment anyway, or put new equipment in. So really, they're not really getting any major saving by not allowing a customer to use it for free. I, the, the the savings would be minuscule compared to this cost of running a network. I'm inclined to agree with you on that uh, because, but I also think that they're probably using 4G or 5G. I don't imagine it's much more advanced than that. Um, And so it does come with a cost, but uh, it's not, I I don't necessarily think it is essential for on-train operations either. Those card terminals probably have 3 or 4G of their own, plus they can store that data until the end of the journey where they could easily be offloaded at that point i'm sure but you know it, it's um i don't, it, it just it strikes me as something that probably doesn't cost anything isn't really going to save anyone any money and is kind of stupid to get rid of but also i don't use it so therefore i don't care no if you're listening to this and have recently used train wi-fi did you download this podcast on train wi-fi that would be lovely to hear i love Wouldn't trains it? ian you know what's going to happen, though? We're going to get our European friends email us and tell us about their gigabit train connection speeds, and we're going to have to be sick in our own shoes. Yeah, that's a point. We should specify we're only interested in stories about <laughs> crap train networks, which is to say yeah. English ones. British ones, yeah. We don't we don't care about your affordable <laughs> We don't care about your trains, brilliant Japan. European working systems and your clean streets. No, yeah. we only care about post-Brexit hellhole. To be fair Ireland. to the Brexiteers, um, which isn't a sentence I say very often, the um, the, the the train service was crap before Brexit, yeah, so it hasn't made it any crap. worse, probably. But um, mm. free Wi-Fi is unlikely to make it any better in our measured, levelled, yeah. sensible opinion. Um, I did notice there was something else, though, when I was researching this story, and apparently Manchester, yes. uh, it's been proposed, is going to get a load of free Wi-Fi across the city by using those digital ad screens that I f- uh-huh. think we had in London and they got rid of or use fewer of now. Um, but uh, the mayor, well, I think it's the mayor, said, uh, or a councillor said... Um, if they give free Wi-Fi out in the city through these screens, it's a way of um, fostering digital inclusivity. I think so. I think they got rid of a lot of those screens because they make a lot of noise. They have quite 
powerful fans in to keep them cool and they make a, mm. a bit of a din and i think people generally didn't like them also they are ghastly and i that does sound like the most middle class thing i've ever said and it may well be but i could definitely think of easier ways to put up wi-fi for example i'm sure lamp posts uh, haven't got enough hanging off them already lamp posts were for a long time talked about being repeaters for 5g having yeah. little things on the top um well let us know any thoughts you have on this. Hello at UKTechShow.com. For the time being, your Wi-Fi on your train is fine. However, if the DFT does push ahead with this and decide that your Wi-Fi should not be free or, in fact, extant at all, simply get a train to Manchester where your Wi-Fi will be free as long as you stand next to an advert. I, I do have... I did have an additional question, but it doesn't matter. Um, because what are you going to do now your train Wi-Fi is gone and Netflix is going to be making it more difficult for you to share your passwords, Nate? I'm going to resubscribe to Apple TV, which I did this morning. Oh, good good boy. There's so much good stuff to watch. Uh, start with Silo. No, I'm starting, anyway. with, I'm starting with Prehistoric Planet Season 2. Ugh. Good lord. Uh, then I'll probably watch Silo. I hear it's good. But tell me about uh, and your, tell well, me have, about now. have you watched no, no 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 never mind the story. Have you watched uh, Severance yet? No. Okay. Well then you must watch that first. Okay. Wait wait for Silo to finish airing because it's frustrating waiting for it every week. I'll tell you that as someone who's doing that. Anyway, uh, yes, so the time has come when all good things must come to an end, and the good thing is sharing Netflix passwords, which the company has ruled as an outrageous theft of its entertainment product, Nate. Mm. Uh, many, if not all, Netflix customers were sent in a reminder email last week. Uh, within it, they were warned that sharing passwords is banned in sort of generally light language, uh, and how to move a profile to a new account of its own if there's people on your account who are sharing who might want to keep their play history and their personalised algorithm of recommended shows, which I would say does not work anyway. Uh, one of the big arguments about Netflix was that historically it sold its plans under the number of screens that could view content at the same time. But I'm pleased to say it has dialed that back now, uh, selling each plan on its own sort of benefits if you will uh, for example <laughs> premium with ads is cheap uh basic is 720p oh wonderful like a cave I mean, person oh what a situation uh standard is 1080p um and premium has 4k hdr but they do still mention that you can watch on four screens on that um but it's it's a bit more of a footnote now it is now possible to add someone extra to your Netflix account as an out-of-home viewer. Uh, you do have to pay for it, of course, but it's four ninety-nine a month. Uh, but you can't do that on the two lowest tiers, so that's basic and ba- uh, ba- basic with ads. I mean, premium sixteen pounds a month. I mean, isn't it ridiculous? It's that's... more than the license fee. That's that's an awful lot of money. We, our Discord this week um, was full of people um, getting talking, the email. Yeah, getting the email, seeing if it's the same one that other people had got. A lot of people are, are quite either confused by it or just a little bit indignant. There's also a lot of ambiguity from people. Like some people were getting it and some people weren't. Some people were getting it on some devices but not on others. Um, Luke shared a photo of somebody. Oh no, Rich uh, Rich and Russ said, shared a photo of somebody 
they'd seen who got it on their t- on their TV just sort of popped up as a big full screen message yeah. on their on their TV, which that I hadn't seen. That happened to my mum, who shares oh, my it? account. Yeah, so you know, look, my mum uh, raised me uh, from the day I was born, obviously, as mm. mums are wont to do, and so giving her my Netflix password seemed like a very minimal way of saying thanks for all the uh you know parenting etc um now you know she can buy her own netflix account if she wants but i just sort of thought look i'm not using four screens i live i I don't live alone most i mean you know i i have children but most of the time they're they're not here or they're at school or whatever you know we don't use that netflix account all the time there is never an occasion where all four of those alleged streams I'm allowed are in use. So I thought, hey, why why not? Why not let my mother, who lives 20 minutes away, access it? Uh, I, I didn't feel that was a crime of the century, given the, the amount of money it costs. Uh, but it seems that's too much for old Netflix. Yeah. Um, some people are saying that they can hit the, uh, the later button um, and yes. not deal with it in the immediate yeah, I think the end moment. of the month is the deadline where they're going to switch it over. So in a couple of days' time, it will start to lock people out. Yeah. It seems, it seems, um, it seems like a lot of I'll people tell you are being what, annoying. Look, I think it's not so much the... It's not so much that people don't necessarily think it's the right thing to do because, you know, you could... I don't suppose you can really make an argument that it's, you know, it should be allowed. Um even in spite of their stupid marketing on the subject. But um, I think I think what it does do is it, it, it reinforces what's going on with Netflix in general at the moment, which is that they went from being the sort of darling of the entertainment industry to being a company that is now just sort of just one of the rest. It's not particularly cool. It The cancellation rate for shows that people like is atrocious. I'm wondering what am I paying for? 16 quid for when you know all these shows that i watched and obviously at least partially enjoyed then end up getting cancelled the whole point of netflix for me was that it wasn't going to be susceptible to that kind of whim of ad supported tv where you have to keep the numbers up in order to uh justify the expense to advertisers that's the whole point of ad supported tv you know your ad rate is set on the number of people watching so therefore if the numbers drop you find yourself in an awkward conversation with people you promised something to that's not the case with netflix it doesn't rely on advertising it's supposed to be something where you know okay sure not every show is going to be a blockbuster and stream a billion hours a week but lots and lots of people like lots and lots of shows and they're all just getting cancelled because they're not hitting that magic number that they seem to have set for themselves it's really just they're walking themselves into a a a, a corner really i think well, on last week's um, Patreon show, we, I say we, I talked <laughs> about um, ISPs um, being prepared by Netflix for a lot of incoming complaints from people who are going to start losing access to their bundled um, accounts via other people's internet accounts, if you know what I mean. If you sign up for a Virgin Media and you, and you add Netflix and then you let somebody else use that Netflix service, then if you weren't aware of what's going on, chances are someone's going to say, I can't access anymore, and you're going to call it Virgin and say, hey, what the hell, uh, rather than Netflix. Um, but I haven't seen yeah. much evidence of that being a problem yet, and I wonder if that's because people are able to just press later and not deal with it like it's some kind of annoying cookie pop-up. 
Well, apparently lots of people called Virgin because they no longer have access to tube Wi-Fi. Um, and the Netflix, uh, sorry, and the uh, Virgin customer support people were like, don't know what to tell you. It's gone. Yeah, I suspect that's what's going to It's not coming back. Yeah, p- quite possibly. It's a Netflix issue. I don't see why it'd be a huge problem. Uh, as, it, as it happens, my Netflix is through Sky. So at the moment, it's all part of a bundle anyway. So it, it it's kind of irrelevant. I can't really cancel it. So um, I'll just wait until that ends and then I w- probably won't carry on with it. But whatever. Well, Al earlier in the week said um, that he, he shares one with his sister and says he'll probably pay the extra five pounds and share the cost because it's still cheaper than both of them paying the full price. And Incorrect. Like if- you should cancel it out of spite. Cut I- off your nose. And spite to spite your face. Yeah. Well, fortunately, some people are sensible, so that's okay. Mm, well, yeah. Um, I am looking forward to uh, browsing through some new Apple TV stuff, though, because I haven't been subscribed for a few months. And this is this is my right. approach to these services now: is wait until there's a critical mass of stuff that I want to support, and then um, and then pay 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 the, the thing. Pay the man. The pay thing the is about Apple TV is that you have to you have to. You have to make a decision that you're going to watch stuff even if it doesn't look interesting to you because all of it is extremely well made. And bar a few howlers like that Anna de Armas uh, movie, which is apparently awful, um, it's all good. Like, it's it's good people making good programs that they put a lot of love into. So, you know, that's what I like about Apple TV. It feels to me like they're trying really hard. It It does meet the Apple criteria of stuff being good rather than just being voluminous yeah what else have you watched recently everything mate name a show i probably watched it well i don't know the shows tell me i tell you what i've recently rewatched. actually or oh, i'm re-watching fringe ah oh, it's great is this about haircuts actually no um the, so it, uh no it's not about haircuts there's also a program that is on i want to say it's on paramount plus um, called Corporate, which is a sort of workplace comedy, a, a, an awful business. Um, it's very good, uh, mm. a very enjoyable show, um, which I would recommend. Um, I, don't, I don't know what other sort of premium stuff I've been watching. Um, lots. Good. Okay. A lot of TV, mate. I know you do. That's why I, I, I was hunting for a recommendation. But you've made lots, and I and I haven't really I have. paid attention well, you to. You haven't watched Severance yet, so there's absolutely yeah. no point me recommending anything else because you need to watch that. And then when you've done that, your reward will be further recommendations. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to watch Prehistoric Planet next, um, and uh, we'll see where we go with that. I, I watched the entire Mission Impossible series. Uh, that is to say, the Tom Cruise ah, film yes. series. Ah, yes. I remember you saying you were in in the midst of that. So you're preparing yourself for the new one or the new two, as it were. Yes, because uh, there are two, aren't there? Um, and so, uh, have you enjoyed them? Because I've only seen one, two, three, and four. I think. Big fan. Five and six were the best. Six in particular R- was very, very good. Really? Yeah. So I haven't seen the two best ones. In my opinion, and as you know, I've not watched loads of movies. Eight or nine. I think it's ten now. But yeah, it's not many, and I have to say, I was, I was, I, 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 I got a great buzz off these ones, a great buzz, a great buzz, buzz, yeah. buzz. Yeah, it's very good. So that's happening. Uh, let us know your film recommendations and uh, where we can find them. Hello at uktechshow.com. dot com. And um, if you are one of our patrons, then you're about to hear our third discussion story, which is all about brace yourselves. 
self-service checkouts. Thank you, patrons, for being with us. It's been great. We've had some live listeners this week. Slightly fewer than we would ordinarily have, but it's probably because the sun's out and everyone's out rambling or in beer gardens. That's fine. We forgive you. Um, but I'll tell you We who... are very much in that sort of season where people suddenly develop things that they can do on a Sunday afternoon that aren't listening to this nonsense. Yeah, it's ridiculous. ridiculous. It is ridiculous. You could take us with you. <clears throat> Why not take headphones to the pub garden? Why I not... Gr- I agree. Have a speaker out on the moors. When you get home, people, look in the mirror, and if you didn't listen to a podcast in a pub instead of being with your friends and family, just ask yourself, who are you? Who are you, really? What did you do? Have conversations of your own that were equally or more entertaining than the ones we've had? Absolute problem. (laughs) This is what this is. It's a problem if the answer is yes. Uh, Anyway, I'll tell you who's been talking a lot of sense this week. It's Tom Merritt on DTNS, and this is what's been happening on shows that aren't ours. This week on Daily Tech News Show, Microsoft announced AI in pretty much everything. Uh, they call it Copilot. What's the difference between a digital model and a digital twin? Rob DeMillo has worked with both, and he explains it to us. An electronic brain that might reverse paralysis is in the news. The EU find Meta's Facebook, and that is not the end of data sharing issues between the US and Europe. We talk about Sony's moves into the cloud as well, both promises for the future, and that odd little the half controller, half tablet Q device. All that and much more at dailytechnewsshow.com. Big week. Big stretch. Big week. Yes. For tech this week. Thank you, Tom. Um it's been a it's been a it's been a good a very good week. Um and I think it's been a very good podcast for us today, Ian. It's certainly better than last week's. Um I, well I don't know. And um, I, I can only issue my apologies. I had a very busy week at work, so I was a little bit tied up and unable to listen to the, the show that you very kindly shared with me. Um, which I to which I do owe you an apology, but uh, I was uncommonly busy, even I would say, frantic, yeah, with tasks and things to complete. Well, you can all listen to that if you're patrons. Go to uktechshow.com, click Patreon, become a member, have a listen. Uh, this week we did talk at great length about what we like and don't like about self-service checkouts and related. Uh, woes in shops and uh, thank you to everyone who's supporting us or leaving us reviews on Apple Podcasts you know that's where we love to see your feedback we'll be back next week Ian has some words Uh, yes I do Um, I um, love you all thanks very much planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.